Hello and welcome to another episode of Ranking Thrones. I am James Kelly. And I'm Evan Camacho. And here we are, the la the last two parter of the Targaryen dynasty, as of now. Right, the last true uh true Targaryen. Although, as we'll touch on, maybe We'll touch on with Robert when we talk about him, but mm -hmm. in some ways, like, Robert was, for all intents and purposes, like, a Targaryen claimant. Yes. Which we'll touch upon, but yeah. So this is the end of the Targaryen dynasty in our two-parter on Ares II. Now, mm -hmm. that would be theoretically spoilers, but as we cover, um, I'm James Kelly. Mm-hmm. And uh, with me, as always, is my co-host, Evan. And uh, normally, like, what uh, Evan comes in as a as someone who's only TV show oriented. Mm -hmm. um, but the TV show mentions the the Mad King Ares II a lot. So, right. Evan, I, I assume you can tell me quite a bit about about Ares. Right. He's he's kind of the uh, I, I, for lack of he's almost like the boogeyman in, in a lot of ways. But the he's boogeyman. the he's the he's the great legacy character of. Song of Ice and Fire and of Game of Thrones, and that we all know who he was, we all know what he was, and I, the idea is we don't want another one like him. So he's kind of the the ultimate source of evil in their eyes, in in the realm's eyes. Definitely, the and the more you find out about him, the more and more he, in the show at least, he you find out how awful he was. Yes, but. Here is all we know from the books, and see, maybe, maybe George R. R. Martin is a bit more complex. Maybe, maybe you'll end up liking Ares. Maybe, maybe we'll see. Uh, okay, so also, uh, does he have a nickname? Well, obviously, he's known universally as the Mad King, but he also has a nickname King Scab. <laughs> So, our sources, this one, this time we, we got the, the main books, uh, as obviously that he's talked about a lot, a lot in the books, right. in the series, the Song of Advice and Fire. We also have to rely for the first part of our episode, primarily on the World of Ice and Fire, which provides pretty much everything about Ares' youth. So, the life of Ares II Targaryen. Huh? Ares was the son of Jaehaerys and Shaina Targaryen. Ares was born during the reign of his grandfather, Aegon V. During Aegon's reign, Ares would be forced to marry his sister, Rhaela Targaryen. Ares was said to have lusted after Joanna Lannister, while Rhaela was in love with a knight. But Jaehaerys II was convinced of the prophecy of the prince who was promised could only be conceived by a Targaryen of pure blood, and the prince who was promised was said to be born from Ares' line. Now, we, we covered in the Jaehaerys II episode how that's presuming a lot. Mm -hmm. And, of course, you know, like, prophecies are pretty ambiguous mm -hmm. of, like, what exactly that meant. Right. And, yeah, so, anyways. And technically, if if the show is anything to go by, technically, it's not wrong. It's it's not wrong, but you end up causing a lot of problems in trying to fulfill said prophecy. 
Right. And that's a common trend throughout any prophecy, whether it's in story or whether it's even in real life, where it's because it's so ambiguous that there's no way you could predict what it will be. Yep. And you can also be selective in your interpretation. To, Absolutely. To make it fit your own ends. So, Ares' closest friends were Stephen Baratheon and Tywin Lannister. <laughs> Ares' son, Rhaegar, was born during the tragedy of Summerhall. Ares managed to survive the many deaths of that fire, along with Rayla, Jaehaerys, and their newborn son. Ares, Stephen, and Tywin would bravely fight in the War of the Nine Penny Kings. See R.J. Harris, the second episode, to find out more about the War of the Nine Penny Kings. Mm-hmm. Or Ares the fifth black, or the final Blackfire Rebellion, if you want to be somewhat technical. Yeah. Absolutely. Ares was knighted by Sir Tywin after the battle. The greatest hero of the battle was Sir Barristan the Bold, who killed the pretender Maylie's Bla- Blackfire, the last of the male Blackfire line. Mm-hmm. And with that... We have touched now. Ares was is the last Targaryen king, or the la- the last king since Darren the Second, who has been involved in some capacity in Blackfire rebellions. Hmm. So from Darren the Second all the way to Ares the Second, over a century, I think chronologically, they they've been dealing with these Blackfire rebellions. Any last thoughts? What a waste of bloodshed. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, why? About after the third one, it got... Yeah, I don't know about this anymore. It, kind of, it, it almost became the Westeros' sickest running gag. A really bad, sad gag, but yeah. So, maybe we'll have Stephen Atwell on again to give us maybe a different opinion about that. Mm. So, after King Jaehaerys passed, Ares was crowned Ares II. He chose Sir Tywin to be his hand. Good move. In the year that Ares II was crowned, his friend Lord Stephen Baratheon would welcome the birth of a son they named Robert. Also that year, Lord Rickard Stark would welcome the birth of a son and heir, Brandon. One year later... Roderick and his wife, Liara, would welcome another son, Eddard. In time, all three of these boys would shape the destiny of Westeros. Cheers. During his time as king, Ares would have wild and irrational proclamations and goals. He at one point thought of conquering lands north of the Wall and rebuilding the Wall from the new territory. He also thought of going to war with the East after being insulted. Most of these random and bold ideas would be forgotten just as quickly as he suggested them. Good. Ares would also be rumored to take Joanna Lannister as his mistress while she served as a lady-in-waiting for Queen Rhaella. This is widely dismissed by Grand Maester Pycelle, as it was not in Tywin Lannister's nature to marry someone who was not a virgin. Hmm. Though Rhaella would request Joanna to be removed from her company. Ares rivaled his ancestor Aegon the Unworthy for his philandering, but unlike Aegon IV, he never kept a mistress for longer than two weeks. His whims and fancies as random and short as his goals. 
Lady Joanna Lannister would marry her cousin, Tywin. She had a positive effect on him as she was able to make the cold Sir Tywin smile and even laugh. <laughs> Though it is whispered that King Aerys took liberties with Lady Joanna during her betting ceremony. <laughs> Tywin's loyalty and devotion to Joanna was so true that when Aerys dared to insult Joanna's beauty having tarnished after the birth of twins Cersei and Jaime... Tywin attempted to resign as Hand of the King. He only mm -hmm. remained Hand of the King after Ares refused to accept. Curious. Tywin Lannister, just true, utter devotion and love to Joanna. Mm -hmm. It's kind of a little bit of why we can understand, if, even though it's not justified, for why Tywin really hates Tyrion. Mm-hmm. Tywin served ably as Hand of the King. He rescinded all of Aegon V's reforms, which earned him great admiration among the lords. He also boosted the overall economy when he personally paid off the crown's debts. So, we'll discuss it, but we have opinion. Uh, I, you have opinions about that, I, I, I take it. Yeah. Stupid move. Yeah, well... Really stupid move. Yeah. It's power consolidation, making sure the lords are pleased. Uh, still. In the early era of Ares' reign, the two were very... Uh, the two were very close, Tywin and Ares. Mm -hmm. When Tywin Lannister's father died, Tywin Lannister returned to Castle Rock to consolidate his holdings... King Ares followed his hand and friend to Casterly Rock and for a year held court on the rock. Wow. Lord Tywin was so effective as hand, he was beginning to be hailed by some as the true king. A story later told was that when Robert and Stannis visited King's Landing for the first time, Stannis was impressed by the majesty of the king, only to later learn that he was impressed by Lord Tywin. Cool. Later, one of Tywin's knights, Sir Illyn Payne, said that the that Tywin was the true king. Ares had Sir Illyn's tongue for that. <laughs> Ares became so determined to do everything that went against what Tywin recommended. Also during this time, he began to recognize that his son Rhaegar was becoming very popular, with many people hoping for Rhaegar to be king soon. <laughs> Ares would try to have more children, but almost all of them would die very shortly after birth. He became obsessed and paranoid. At one point, he thought it was because he was unfaithful to his wife. Sure. From that point on, he would only sleep with Rayella. This was not exactly a blessing for Rayella. No. He would sexually torment his wife, Rayla Targaryen. He also began to suspect foul play and murdered his children's wet nurses and guards for poisoning his sons. Jesus. In the end, Rhaella did give birth to a boy who survived the infancy named Viserys. <laughs> Ares was so protective that he had all the toys sent to Viserys burnt. He had guards sent to Viserys' room, and he had even had food tasters taste the breasts of Viserys' wet nurses to make sure they weren't smeared with poison. Jesus. He got the name the Mad King. This is... See, this is just bizarre behavior. Yep. It's pretty wow. Nero, pretty Caligula, pretty woohoo. 
Yes, and also let's let, this is a cautionary tale, everybody. This is three centuries of incest. Yep. This is what three centuries of incest does to your brain. And just utter ridiculous paranoia. Right. Well, if we may deviate for a moment, uh, the other mad king throughout history, though, is uh, King George III of England. Yeah. Well. That, was, that was generations of incest, and it was, he was a, a mental and a health wreck. Poor man. I know. To put it in perspective, supposedly at first he was actually quite sane, if you want to call him that. Well, yeah. And then he just, we, just kind of snapped. The American, America rebelled against him and earned its independence during his reign. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah. to put it in perspective of how bad his health was, um, his urine was purple. Wow, that is just... Yeah. How does that... that that's generations of just bad breeding. Clearly. Yeah. yeah. He tried to grow he tried to grow meat by planting it in the ground. Oh. oh. I'm dead serious. I I believe you are. Yeah. So but back to but like we said, this is this is the problem with incest. And this is the problem when you have someone crazy in, in control is is really what you kind of have with Taiwan is you, you have to have someone sane enough to just kind of do the work for you. Yep. Yeah. Viserys would grow and survive infancy. Ares seems to have immediately liked Viserys much more than he liked Rhaegar. Some believe that Ares planned on declaring that Viserys would be his heir over the beloved Prince Rhaegar. Prince Rhaegar was very bookish and liked to sing and play the harp, but he did one day decide to become a warrior, and he was a very good warrior. He was soft-spoken, handsome, and intelligent. He was speak seen softly, as the, speak softly and carry a big stick. Yep, your idol. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, Teddy Roosevelt. Um, going into a little bit of the fan theories, mm-hmm. it, and um, it isn't just completely fan theories, but it was because um, uh, it's it, it is talked about in the books. But his decision to become a warrior may have stemmed from the fact that he read the prophecy of the prince who was promised, and at the time, Rhaegar thought. I'm the prince who was promised, so I need to be a warrior. And devoted wow. himself to become a warrior. Not going to argue with... May not, may not be great reasoning, but not going to argue with the results. Yeah. So, in contrast to Ray, Prince Rhaegar, Sir Barristan the Bold later noted that Prince Viserys was showing signs that he was more like his father, even at a young age. To be fair, though, Viserys was very much secluded from almost all company. Mm-hmm. Tywin held a tournament in honor of Viserys, though Viserys was not allowed to attend per fears of his father. Hmm. During the tournament, Tywin proposed that Rhaegar marry Tywin's daughter, Cersei. Ares angrily refused, saying that Tywin was too ambitious. Tywin was a servant, and it was not becoming of a prince to marry his servant's daughter. The next day, however, Ares assured Tywin that he was valued and respected. Then Lady Joanna Lannister would die, giving birth to a misshapen dwarf child with a large head and two mismatched eyes. 
The courts whispered that it was a curse on Lord Tywin, which Ares happily encouraged jokes about Lady Joanna's death and the birth of a horrid son to teach Lord Tywin humility. It was with this moment Grand Maester Pycelle noted that all goodwill and friendship between Tywin Lannister and Ares Targaryen died. Duh. Lord Tywin remained as Hand of the King, but there was no joy in their company. The Lord of Duskendale asked for a charter which would grant him more independence and power from the crown. Tywin refused this, but Lord Darklin knew of the rift between the Hand and the King and wrote a letter requesting the King come to personally hear their Lord, Lord Darklin's pleas. Ares agreed to do this the minute that Tywin advised him not to do this. <sighs> Ares went to Duskendale and was immediately taken hostage by the Darklands. Ares, the king of Westeros, was forced in a jail cell where he festered in filth for months. Mm. Months. Not days, not weeks. Months. Mm. He was a prisoner. Justice. Justice, if you want to call it that. Eh, just wait and see what happens. Oh, boy. Tywin rallied forces to siege Duskendale. The Darklands threatened to kill the king if Tywin attacked the, their castle. Tywin responded that it did not matter as they had a better king with them and pointed to Prince Rhaegar. Ha! The night before Lord Tywin was about to lay siege to the castle, Sir Barristan volunteered to go into the castle to free King Ares. Tywin let him, assuming it was a, it was a suicide. Sir Barristan, a single man was able to scale the castle and fight off numerous guards and freed the king. Barristan lived up to his name of Barristan the Bold. It was, as he would later think about it, and we'll talk about it, but it was one of his most heroic acts and one of the most heroic acts in the history of Westeros. <laughs> but should he have done it? Yeah. And for that, and for what king did he do that for? Mm. King Ares ordered the death of House Darklin and their allies, House Dollard. Barristan successfully begged for the life of the child Dantos Hollard. Hmm. Ares had the Darklins and Hollards tortured and burned to death. Sir Barristan would later question whether he should have saved Ares. Hmm. After this moment, Ares was forever changed. As he began to refuse to leave the Red Keep, he also refused to have anyone save his Kingsguard be armed in his presence. His fingernails grew longer along with his hair. His paranoia now consumed him into madness. And as we already covered, he was never really a healthy guy to begin with. No. Ares, suspecting that Tywin had wanted Ares to die and elevate Rhaegar, sent his, se sent his friend Stefan Baratheon and his wife to tour the east, for a bride worthy of Rhaegar. Ares planned on naming Stefan as his new hand when he returned, but Stefan Baratheon and his wife would die on their, the journey home. The only survivor being an in, incomprehensible fool named Patchface, who served as a fool for Storm's End. Only Stannis' daughter, Shireen Baratheon, liked Patchface. Huh. Though, as book fans note, Patchface might be actually a prophet. Mm. Mad, incomprehensible prophet, but a prophet. Huh. 
Ares had Prince Rhaegar marry Princess Elia Martell of Dorne. She would give birth to a girl, Reyna, and a boy named Aegon. Rhaegar privately declared to Elia that Aegon was the prince who was, that was promised, the Song of Ice and Fire. Ares did not care for his grandchildren, complaining that Reyna smelled of Dorne. Ha! Jackass. Yeah. And, yes, a racist. Incredibly. Ares began to become obsessed with wildfire after Duskendale. Like Egg and Aegon III, he tried to bring back the dragons, but he was unsuccessful. He would come to rely instead on wildfire. Ares also summoned a eunuch from the east named Varus, who would come to be known as the Spider. <laughs> Varus would feed Ares his whispers of enemies, leading to many dying. All by fire by the way. Ares Great. would burn men alive. Many, many men. Varys and other lords warned Ares that... Oh, so to kind of pause for a minute, just like uh, Jamie Lannister in his recollections of, the, of his time under King Ares, mm -hmm. just he hates, hates Varys because he blames Varys for basically making it so terrible for the realm just because he just kept on bringing enemies, supposed enemies for Ares and Ares immediately believed those whispers and had them burned alive. Jesus. Why would Varys do this? There is a little bit ambiguity as to what his goals were. He wasn't, it seems like from later books, exactly hoping to to just loyally serve Ares no matter what. But he's like many of the the, the little fingers and obviously Varys of just like he's got his own goals that are mm -hmm. far beyond our what anyone expects. Mm -hmm. Varys and other lords warned Ares that Prince Rhaegar was summoning an alarming number of lords at a tournament in Harrenhal. Officially, the Lord of Harrenhal was the one who was paying for the tourney, but it was truly Rhaegar who was paying for the tourney. Mm. Real purpose that Ari that was suspected that people suspected was that Rhaegar was hosting an unofficial Great Council to convince the lords to declare Rhaegar regent or compel Ares to abdicate the throne. Mm -hmm. Ares realized he needed to attend this tourney to stave off these plans. Huh. Ares surprised everyone by coming to the tournament at Harrenhal. There, Ares would see a mystery knight who defeated the three lords and demanded that they discipline their squires who had beaten Howland Reed. When Ares demanded the mystery knight be brought before them as he could have been a spy, all they found was the knight's armor. Hmm. Ares then saw Prince Rhaegar win the tournament, and to everyone's shock, he named Lyanna Stark as the Queen of Love instead of his own wife, Elia Martell. Mm. Ares' advisors whispered that Rhaegar did this to win the Starks to his cause. Before Ares left for the tournament, he was delighted when he was approached by Sir Jamie Lannister, who asked to be named in the Kingsguard. At the tournament, Ares would knight Tywin's son and heir as a member of the Kingsguard, 
being that Jamie forswore his claim to inherit Casterly Rock. Lord Tywin publicly thanked Ares for honoring him, then left the tournament with his daughter and later resigned as Hand of the King. Sir Jamie immediately regretted his action as King Ares ordered Sir Jamie to return to the Red Keep and not to stay for the tournament. Sir Jamie realized his elevation was simply a tool to enrage Tywin. <laughs> and it was too late. The King's Guard serves for life. A year after the tournament of Heron Hall, Prince Rhaegar abducted Lyanna Stark, who was betrothed to Robert Baratheon. Rhaegar took Lyanna to Dorne, where she would be guarded by three of the King's Guard, most prominently Sir Arthur Dane, the Sword of Mourning. Branded Stark, along with a host of northern lords, went to King's Landing, demanding the return of Lyanna and justice for Rhaegar's crimes. Ares had Brandon and his companions arrested for conspiracy to murder the prince. Ares then demanded that Lord Rickard Stark and the father of the, young, of, the, of the other young lords arrive at court to answer for their son's crimes. Rickard demanded a trial by combat. Ares obliged, but chose fire as his champion. Mm. Ares burned Rickard Stark alive in front of Brandon Stark. Brandon was tied to a harness with a noose on his neck. A sword was placed near Brandon. As he inched closer to the sword, he strangled himself, trying to save his burning father. Jesus. Sir Jamie Lannister was forced to watch as this happened. Afterwards, one of his fellow Kingsguard reminded Sir Jamie that he was obliged to protect the king and never question his orders. Ares ordered John Aaron, who was fostering Robert Baratheon and Ned Stark, to surrender the two to the king. Instead, John Aaron protected Robert Baratheon, and the three formed a rebellion. Mm-hmm. Ares named John Connington, who was a close friend of Rhaegar Targaryen as his hand and ordered Connington to wipe out the rebels. Robert had been defeated by Randall Tarly and at the Stony Sept, Connington searched for Robert Baratheon. Ned Stark's forces routed and defeated Connington's forces. Connington resigned as Hand of the King for his failure and went out into exile. Hmm. It was then that the rebellion began to be taken seriously. This was no petty insurrection but as true and great a threat to the crown since the Blackfire rebellions. <laughs> and with that, we are going to end part one of our episode on the Mad King, Ares II. <laughs> so we all know exactly what's going to happen, but find out what we think about in terms of ranking him, as well as what exactly was happening on those last moments and the final fate of the Targaryen dynasty we have devoted so many episodes towards. (laughs) So, see you then. See ya.